All right. Danger Dan checking in from a remote location in Panama. I recorded today's episode last night. I didn't quite have enough internet to do an intro and upload. So, you know, you're getting it now. Uh, But man, this trip's been amazing. Uh, I recapped from when I last checked in to my last night in Costa Rica. You can find out why I was at the Harley dealership, what exactly it took to get the bike up and running again. Oh my God, what a trip that was. And uh, anyways, let's get into it. All right, though, before we get into this show, one way you can support this podcast and everything Danger Dan is go to mcshoptees.com because not only will you be supporting this podcast, you'll be supporting small independent shops from all over the country, really, and even the world. I mean, I'm, we're expanding. I've had Argentina and I've done Chihuahua, Mexico, and I've got some as you can imagine, some more shops coming up, but uh, this month's featured shop is Mad Pin Cycles out of Orange, Port Orange, Florida. Nick's a bad motherfucker. He's built some amazing bikes and uh, stoked to feature him. And it's a white shirt for summer, dude. If you're not signed up, you're going to miss it. But you can sign up before this month is over to ensure that you get next month's t-shirt. And I'm telling you, I got some big shops in the works. Power Plant's one of them. Giveaway Clay's another one. And I think we even got Indian Larry on board. So that's fucking awesome. Go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. Now, if everything goes to plan, I'll be flying back to Texas in a week or two or a week from yesterday. Anyways, at some point, so that I can load up the family and you guys can meet me in Tennessee at the Motorcycle Music Revival at Loretta Lynn's Ranch. That's right. It's May 22nd and 23rd, I believe. It's going to be a banger. You can go to musicandmotorcycles.com to buy your pass. Use Danger Dan at checkout. That'll get you $15 off your ticket. The furthest one to ride their bike to the show that uses Danger Dan at checkout, I'm going to give them all their money back at the show. So... Dude, get on your fucking bike and ride, man. Meet me in Tennessee where there's going to be trail riding. There's going to be music. I'm going to be doing a podcast every day there. You got the Bill Dodge Bling Cycles Invitational where he invites the baddest motherfuckers from around the country to display their motorcycles. Do not miss out. We're even doing a hill climb. There's going to be flat track racing, trails to ride. Dude, fucking come on. Um, After that, what's the next big one? fucking Sturgis, dude. Sturgis is turned, dude, if you ever were like, man, I'm thinking about going, I'd like to go to, you know, this is the year. Go to Sturgis. Fucking flat out Friday and Mama Tried's going to be there. Chopper's Magazine's going to be there. It's a hell of a lineup. Saturday, we're throwing a party at uh, at Sasha's Motorcycle. Well, I say we fucking Mama Tried flat out Friday or hosting a party at Sasha's Cycle Saturday. Sunday, we're doing the Chopper's Magazine FXR Bazaar Show Chopper show at the Harley Davidson footprint in Deadwood. Fucking gonna be rad. Um, what else? Oh yeah, and then we're flat out Friday races at the 
the fucking gypsies. Man, I still have, I, oh my gosh. It's something gypsies. Why do I keep drawing a blank here? They started the fucking Sturgis rally. Anyways, there's going to be racing Monday and Tuesday. Check out Flat Out Friday for more information on that. Uh, what's happening after that? August 26th, the Virginia City Roundup, another Choppers Magazine and FXR Bazaar show, and a fucking rodeo, dude. If you missed it last year, this year's your chance. You can ride a bull and display your chopper, and they got a bunch of invited builders, uh, FXRs and choppers. Sean Jackson, one of the guys that's helped make this trip possible, he's going to be there with a Pan American motor inside an FXR frame. I know, it sounds fucking crazy. Uh, that same weekend, if you're in the UK, I've been forgetting about the Gypsy Run, uh, or not the Gypsy Run, the Nomad Run. So check out the Nomad Run if you're on the gram and you're in the UK and you want to do some rad shit and ride your chopper with a bunch of fucking rad dudes. One of these days, I'm going to make that event because it sounds fucking sick. <clears throat> September 10th is the party at the pen in Boise, Idaho, put on by Chop Merchandise. Dude, there's a bunch of badass shit happening. August 26th or 25th and 26th is also going to be the Southern Throwdown at Yellow Rose Canyon. Holy shit, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I think we're just going to have to split in two or three or four and go to a bunch of different places. Man, go whatever fits your schedule where you can ride your bike and have some fun. That's what I say. Uh, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. Sign up for the Patreon where you can donate five bucks a month, get a chance at winning a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. We give away one every month, and we've been doing it for almost two years. We've given away badass knives made by Nick. I've given away bikes. I've given away, I don't know, all sorts of shit. We actually gave away a trip to Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa, and we will be going back in November. And, dude, you better go get signed up because this trip is going to fill up if it's not already filled up. MotorcycleSherpa.com, the first trip in November. Meet me in Nepal, dude. It's going to be sick. Uh, that being said, what else? What else do we got? I'm just rambling. And uh, I don't know what this is going to sound like. Dude, my room's crazy. It's like concrete walls crazy wood fucking i don't know i do tile floors and a window with a waterfall outside yeah i'm in the fucking rainforest in boquet boquet panama dude looking forward to seeing my buddy rob rouser so much he's had a hell of a trip from california getting to panama and we will be talking about it so and, uh, man, enjoy this podcast. I got another podcast I'm going to release soon with Jeremiah Smith from Birmingham, Alabama. So enjoy this. Here is the, the Costa Rican recap. I am, uh, dude, in this little cabin in the fucking rainforest to Costa Rica, about an hour from the Panama border. I, the, man, this spot I found is fucking so good. Uh, there's a little restaurant up the hill, 
and just now on my way down here, I slipped. So I showed up. They got they got me the cabin. I came down here and put on my flip flops and some fucking pants, some dry pants, and went up there and had dinner. Had a uh, beans, rice, pork, and chicken, a little salad. It was amazing. And then <laughs> I got some to-go beers to come down here, and I fucking slipped in the mud, broke my flip-flop, covered my pants in fucking mud, fucked up my ankle. It's like, you have got to be kidding me. Uh, but what's funny is walking up there, I was like, man, I hate flip-flops. I mean, fuck, I hate flip-flops. They're handy. They fucking pack away easy, but man, fuck those things. So, the last time I did one of these was, um, I guess in when I was in Tamar, no, when I was in Playa Coyote camping, when I realized this trip had just grown exponentially. And then a couple days later, the fucking bike broke down. Literally, the fucking bike just quit working. So I went back to Texas, and it worked out because I needed to tell my wife in person that I was going to go all the way to the bottom of South America and uh, collect some parts. Luckily, the guys at Grand Teton Harley-Davidson sent out a bunch of shit, a bunch of shit I obviously didn't need. Because uh, once I put that fresh battery in there, it solved all the problems. Somebody I forgot to mention last week was Sean Jackson. I mean, I was talking shit about his build, but damn, has it come in handy. <clears throat> he ended up sending me the fuel pump off the Pan America that he bought. And uh, he's just using the motor, and he's, I guess he's using a Sportster fuel pump to make that motor run in the FXR that he's building. And, uh, but I haven't used that yet, even though it's in the bag, just in case. I talked to another person who had a fuel pump go out. What's funny is when I took that fuel pump out and took it apart and put it back together, it hasn't been making the same noise that it was making. So I really thought that I'd smoked it, but maybe I fixed it a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, me and my wife flew back down to Tamarindo. Uh, Trace and Terry picked us up at the airport. Took us the Via Amaria. I got to show my wife the surf spot, the hotel. It was super sick. She thought I was going to be working on the bike all week. Because that's what I told her, you know, that I was going to show back up and try and get the bike running. But during, you know, the planning, I decided, fuck that. As soon as I take that bike apart, I'm going to be married to it. And then I'm not going to get to spend any time with my wife. So I decided... <clears throat> I was just going to take it to San Jose and do the job at the mechanic shop, the service center. It's funny, they don't have a dealership in Costa Rica, but they have an official service center for Harley-Davidson in San Jose. So I was just going to take it there and do the job there just in case I ran into anything that I needed, they could help. And, uh, you know, that, that's just what I planned on doing, right? Well, when I got there, of course, I knew that there was a possibility as soon as I put a new battery in it, it would solve all the problems. So the second day I was there, I was like, all right, Katie, enjoy the beach. Me and the boys are going to the bike real quick. And, uh, dude, we stuck that new battery in there. And sure as shit, 
turn it on, press the start button, it fired right the fuck up. And it felt so good, dude. Those guys were smiling, I was smiling. I mean, it was awesome. And that was a lot of relief, which made it even easier to hang out. With my, like, not that this is difficult, but, you know, hanging out with a bike that's broken down the street, that wouldn't have been, you know, I wouldn't have been able to not think about that. So that was awesome. We got to spend a couple days hanging out. She surfed. She told me before we went on this trip, she was like, I just want you to know that I'm not a surfer and I'm not going to surf. And I'm like, whatever, you know, like, we don't normally surf when we go to the beach anyway. So, and then a couple days before we leave, she's like, hey, I, I need to surf. I want a surf lesson. So immediately I start trying to tell her how to surf. She's like, that's not going to fucking work. I'm like, you're pretty smart because I'm not a surfer. Anyways, I got Terry on board and he gave her a surf lesson and got her up, dude. She stood up on the board her first three tries, her first four tries and didn't fall off until the fourth one. So, pretty impressive. I think she's got the bug. I know I've got the bug. And, uh, man, we ate some good food, met some good people. It was cool that I got to show her, you know, that little piece of the pie, man. You know, like, traveling like this and seeing places like that and, like, you know, not being able to share them with the love of your life. You know, it's not ideal. You know, obviously I can do it. But it's really cool when I get to share that with her. So I do really appreciate that opportunity. And uh, it was beautiful. And then uh, on Friday, she fucking flew back to Texas. And I jumped on the bike. What happened was I loaded the bike up. Trace and Terry put loaded the truck up. And we all drove to the airport. I rode the bike. And they drove her. We dropped her off. And... And I said goodbye to everybody, and I took the fuck off. Now, the first stop I wanted to make was uh, down in Santa Teresa. So, because on the way back the first time on the flight, I met this dude, right? And he is like a surf guide, really. He, uh, you know, we didn't talk details, but he was friends with Bruce, Bruce Brown. Yeah, the guy who did On Any Sunday, the badass dirt bike documentary, and was that 66 or 68? And, uh, you know, he had just heard me talking to the, the girl next to me and, and then just unloaded on me about what he does. I travels around the world giving surf lessons, or not lessons, but like, you know, just taking people to surf spots all over the world. Makes good money and, and loves doing it. And he told me about a guy he knew named Forrest Mitchenton who had a place called the house of Somos down in Santa Teresa. And I follow Forest Duty. He's a fucking badass dirt bike rider and I guess a surfboard shaper, surfer. And I reached out to him. He was actually going to be in California, but I wanted to go see the place anyways. And I had parts that were being shipped to the San Jose Service Center and they weren't going to be there on Friday. I, basically, I had a couple days to kill. So I didn't have to zip over there to San Jose. It wasn't going to do me any good. So I was able to take my time, and I went down to the Nicoya Peninsula. And let me tell you how fucking badass that was. <clears throat> okay, before I get there. So while I was hanging out with my wife on the beach that week, talking to Terry and Juan Diego of Che Boards, 
I told him about that guy on the airplane, how I mentioned <clears throat> this dude named Forrest. Juan Diego knew who Forrest was, told me his dad was like a legendary surfboard shaper from California. And I think both of them had been to his shop before. And, uh, and then they asked me who the guy was on the airplane. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that he was, had something to do with the Bruce Brown film, Endless Summer. And they were like, dude, was it Wingnut? And I'm like, I don't know. And fucking Terry pulls up a picture. Sure enough, this is fucking Wingnut, Robert Weaver, who was actually in the second documentary, Endless Summer 2. And he's just this fucking epic longboard surfer. And him and Robert, I think it's Wagner from the first one. Anyways, yeah, this dude was like a fucking a legend, you know? And uh, I actually went back and watched Endless Summer. And if you enjoyed On Any Sunday, even if you don't enjoy or if you're not a surfer, you will enjoy Endless Summer because the narration is what makes it. Bruce Brown... Uh, his little sarcastic, smart-ass uh, comments about anything and everything. I mean, I, I really enjoyed, and I thought that that was a great documentary. <clears throat> and then I went back and watched uh, Endless Summer 2, which was actually fucking shot right there in Tamarindo. And it's so funny because my first trip down there, Terry was telling, like, you know, kind of explaining Tamarindo. And a lot of the shit he was talking about or said and pointed out to us, pointed out to me on our drive was in that documentary. Like how the fucking fence post just, they're like propagating trees. They put a fence post in the ground and then it starts growing again. And then he told me about how they have these rodeos down there and anybody can get in the fucking, I think I talked about that. Uh, and then Witch's Rock, they went and surfed Witch's Rock while I was, uh, while I was there this last time. And, I don't know, it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, and, you know, it's just crazy how that all works out. So since Wingnut of Endless Summer 2 told me to go see House of Somos down in Santa Teresa, I thought for sure that was the move. So I leave the airport, and so me and my wife, we went on a motorcycle ride the day after I got it running, and we went from Tamarindo down to almost, oh, we went to San Juanillo, and it was a great fucking ride. I mean, it was fucking great. I found this little, I thought it was a fucking bike path. It was a walking trail, dude. I, I got in some shit, got stuck in the sand on the beach, dude, just sweating my dick off, And but it was sick. The bike, dude, it went up and down that shit. I, I'm not very good in the sand, but on the trail, it, it killed it, and, uh, so anyways, we had ridden Tamarindo down to San Juanillo, and I wanted to ride the rest of that down to Santa Teresa. So I went down, I think, to like <clears throat> Santa Cruz or something and cut over to uh, Nozaria. Nosara? I think it's Nozara. Let me pull up the map here. Oh, I put it on airplane mode so we wouldn't be disturbed. Yeah, but I went to Nozara and then cut down to the beach. Now they told me that there's a beach road that runs along the whole fucking beach. So I'm like, yeah, the, you know, I'm going to, that's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to go check that out. And when I get to, of course I can't find it now. 
Nosara or Samara and cut off down the road. It's, you know, it's sick. And it's not, it's not uh, dirt like I thought it was going to be. It's, it's pavement. And, uh, dude, I just cruised down. And they said there was going to be a bunch of river crossings, but I don't know. I didn't see any fucking river crossings. And, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was like on the ocean there was fucking crab, at least bright black and orange crabs running around on the ground. Uh, that little town that I, oh, dude, cutting down, cutting down. I hooked up with this kid on a fucking dirt bike. And he was fucking ripping it. And finally, I, we got stuck behind some traffic, and I was able to pass him easier. And then I made a wrong turn, and he fucking blew by me. And then we slowed down when we came. I think it was to, like, the city of uh, Nicoya, maybe, or... Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, maybe it was Nicoya. And uh, <laughs> he came up to me and, like, made some hand gestures. He was stoked, and I took a selfie with him, and... And then we went on, and, and I ended up following him at this point, dude. And he's fucking railing. Like, he was out breaking me into the turns for sure. But this road was so fucking sick. It was fucking glass. There was just, like, farmhouses scattered throughout these hills. It was just, I mean, it was like a fucking roller coaster for about an hour. And then finally... Uh, he, he motions to me like, hey, you want to stop and get a drink? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. So we stop. We start bullshit and we exchange information. He like, he works down in Nasaria or some, I think Nasaria. I, you guys are loving my pronunciations. Anyways, he has a big old fucking pocket full of cocaine. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, that's what kind of town it is. It's funny because my mom said she went there and did some drugs a couple years ago. She did like some hallucinogens to get off of her her meds. I'm sure she's stoked that I'm mentioning that right now. But it's the same town. So crazy fucking, you know, surf town, party town. But riding with that dude was sick. He was like, you know, he just knew the, that road really well. And I was able to trust him and just roll with them. Like, obviously, I could have passed him, but there was no need for that. And uh, once I finally sat back and chilled, you know, like, I don't have to use all this motor all the time like I think I do. And, uh, and then he split off, and I went a different way. And, you know, in the road, dude, it was, it was so fucking good. And, and before I knew it, bam, there's a sign for Playa Coyote, which is where I went on my, you know, when I first got to Costa Rica and met up with Trace and Terry. So I went back down to that restaurant where we were, we were camping. I saw the old dude. I showed him my bike was fucking running again. And I asked him, you know, how the road was. Because it had been raining. And I talked to a couple people. They said that, uh, you know, the river crossings were going to be sketchy. And I'm like, well, I haven't even seen a fucking river crossing. So now the road, there's like a main road that goes kind of by the coast. And then there's like a fucking dirt road that runs by the coast. I think that I just wasn't on it a lot of the time or I don't know, but whatever it was, the road I was on was fucking sick. So I talked to this guy, he says the road's fine and I go past his place and it fucking starts climbing this hill and the next thing you know, I'm like at the top and there's like an excavator and two guys and then the trail, the fucking two track trail goes to like a fucking washed out single track that splits off into two directions. And one of them's got like a, uh, like a gate, like a chain gate. 
And I didn't realize it was a gated tunnel. Actually, I thought it was just roped off. So I fucking turned it around. I go back and talk to those guys, and they said, uh, yeah, don't go to the right. Uh, you could go there. I don't know if you should take your bike to the left, but yeah. And the left looked fucking sketchy. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm doing it, you know? Because I want to, because I was, I guess I was kind of not stoked that I wasn't riding the road right on the beach. Even though the other road was good and it was dirt at this point, <clears throat> had been for a while, I wanted to find the road right next to the ocean. And, uh, <clears throat> Sure enough, I go down that fucking thing, and it gets fucking tight, dude, and just starts climbing up and up and up. And it's like there's no tracks on it. It's just washed out. Like you can tell there's just been water running down it. There's like brush and shrubbery laid out. <clears throat> and I get in there a little ways, and it's like there's no fucking turning around now. I'm like, like I got to a point where I was like, I could possibly turn around here, but fuck it, and kept going and going and going. And then does this big old turn to the left. And it pops out, and then there's like this 30 or 40 yard wide circle of fucking beautiful green grass with trees all the way around the edge. And it's just like this fucking perfect plateau on the top of this fucking cliff that overlooks the Playa Coyote Beach and then the beach that's south of that. And I was just like, no fucking way, man. It was so sick. It was so beautiful. And there was a guy up there that was from Colorado who bought a, has a house and dude gave me his address, told me I was more welcome to come and stay at any point after we talked for a minute. I got him to take my photo uh, and just was like in a maze, just amazed that, you know, I was there at that point. I'm like, fuck, you know. It had been a while since I'd been to Playa Coyote. I'd been back to Texas, you know, got parts, hung out with my wife, you know, made some big decisions and now I'm back and I'm like, you know, just taking that fucking view in. I mean, I got goosebumps right now. It was really fucking cool. And uh, so anyways, I rode back down. And when I got back down to where the tractor was, I see a dude on a fucking little dirt bike with a surfboard attached to it. So I stop and talk to him. He's from fucking Idaho, from Bo had just flown in from Boise. Uh, he's got a piece of property that he just bought in Playa Coyote. He was talking about how that trail to the right he was like, man, we, I came up here yesterday with my boy, and he's really good at riding dirt bikes. And he said, don't go down that fucking trail right now because it is fucked. And I was like, man, I'm so glad I didn't do that. But he was telling me that trail goes all the way out to the fucking point, and then you can literally get off your dirt bike, unstrap your surfboard, and you're right there at the break where it fucking comes in around the edge. Like, no way. So then I asked him about the road coming, you know, down from there to Santa Teresa. And he was like, yeah, man, there's a road that runs right on the fucking beach for miles. And you can get on it and open it up. And he's like, but I don't know if it's, if it's you know, if that last rain has got the, you know, has washed it out. You know, there's a crossing down there, but it should be fine. Or maybe not, you know, stop and ask some people along your way. And I'm like, okay. So I find that road, dude, on the beach, man. And it looks like it's not that deep of sand. Like, it really looks like, it, like there's grass in the middle. There's no, like, deep tracks. Well, when you're on a fucking heavy motorcycle, it's deep fucking sand, dude. And, oh, my God, it whooped my ass. I think it was probably, I mean, it seemed like 10 miles. It was probably, like, three. 
I was fucking struggling, like trying to sit on my bag that I've got on the passenger seat, get my weight back. And when I would do that, it would work better. Uh, but you just got to be aggressive and that weight's got to be back there. And man, I was just, this was like getting close to sunset too. And uh, man, I dumped the fucking bike good, like fucking real good. And got up, took a picture and like, you know, took a second to like debate, like, do I want to go further and find out that this road, like I'm going to have to turn around anyways. I'm like, fuck it, you know, let's go. So I get back on it, take off again. I think I dumped the bike three or four more times. <laughs> and then I get to where the river comes in. And sure enough, dude, it's fucking washed out, you know. And now I'm like, fuck, the sun is going down fast now. And I've got to ride this back. I'm whooped. I've picked up the bike four times at least. And... uh find a spot, get it turned around, and uh, just haul ass back. You know, and now I'm fighting the sun because I don't, you know, I don't know where. I mean, luckily, I at least have a destination, House of Somos. I assume they have rooms. Uh, I, yeah, that's, I just assumed that they had rooms. And, uh, dude, okay, all the fucking river cross. So I, I ride the sand back, I get back on the pavement, and I'm like, at this point, I don't give a fuck about riding this, the road closest to the beach or nothing. Like I put it in Google Maps and I'm like, take me straight to the motherfucking house of Somos. And it fucking did. But then on the way there, I found all those fucking river crossings, dude. And the first couple were like, just, well, the first one was probably, I don't know, 12, 15 foot. But it was like red mud on either side. And I'm like, dude, this just looks fucking sketchy. And it's like, I haven't seen anybody in a minute. And, uh, you know, I fuck it. <clears throat> I just go for it. And it was, it was pretty hard pack, you know, like it wasn't incredibly different, difficult to get through. You know, I, I made it just fine. I'm like, sick, you know, like <clears throat> that's fucking, that felt good, you know. So now I'm on it again and. And I'm pushing it probably, I mean, I definitely was going faster than I would have if it, the sun wasn't going down. So I kept like fucking, you know, dude, the fucking analog brakes were working. It's amazing how well that fucking bike like works when I really need it to. Like when I'm, when I'm really lacking in talent, that bike, that bike definitely helps out and keeps me from dumping it or sliding off into some shit. Because, you know, whenever it opened up for a second, I would fucking charge it. And if you twist the throttle on that fucking bike, it goes. It goes real fast. So, you know, and it wasn't in limp mode anymore. So it was really going now. And uh, anyways, a couple of more river crossings. One of, them, I, one of them was like, one of the bigger ones like had a concrete bottom. So that felt good knowing that I wasn't going to sink in mud. Because every time I take off through one of these, and this was like, they hadn't been crossed a lot since the last rain. Like the way the dirt had changed and there was like ruts running through it. Not like tire ruts, but like water ruts. Uh, they just didn't look, they weren't instilling a lot of confidence in me. And then, and then I get to a fucking river, like straight up fucking river. Now, 
this river, luckily there was a lot of rocks, right? So, and I could, it was clear water. I could kind of see, I could see the bottom. I couldn't, you know, it's hard to judge exactly how deep it is because, you know, the rocks look one size, but, you know, they may not be that size, even though they, you know, it's, you can't really know until you, like, get out there and stomp around in it, but I wasn't going to do that. So I look across the river to see, you know, where I was aiming to see, like, there was tracks, you know. I was like, man, I should probably wait till somebody shows up to, like, see exactly where to go, but there we go. I am in the fucking rainforest, too, right now, just for the record. But, uh, dude, uh, it, once again, the sun's setting. Like, I'm on a fucking, I'm trying to get to this place. And, uh, but I couldn't see. You couldn't, there was no, from my side of the river, <clears throat> where the road goes into it, you couldn't see where the road comes out. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I turn, you know, and I, <clears throat> I don't think I really, like, stopped ahead of time. Like, I just rolled right off into it and kind of stayed on the bank and went up the side and, and just was looking for tracks and like any sign of other vehicles. And then bam, I saw <clears throat> the, uh, the road opening and it was probably like 20 yards downstream from where my side entered the river. And you know, it was, fuck, I don't know, 20 yards, 30 yards across. And I was like staying where it was shallow and then once I saw that, I turned, and then, but it was like there was a, like an island running across the middle. So the first stretch was like 20 or 30 yards, maybe a foot, foot and a half, maybe two foot at one point. Get across that, get up onto the island. And then there's like, now we're out of the rocks and it's just fucking muddy. It's like this mud, like wash, and there's probably about a 10 foot, I don't know, yeah, about 10 foot of water and it was all murky and muddy and not flowing, and I'm like, oh, this is it. This is where you get fucking stuck. And all I could think was, like, if I get stuck, like, there's a, there's a possibility I could get this bike in a position where I wasn't able to get it up the hill of this road. And then I'm, like, just hoping the tide doesn't come in or it doesn't rain, you know, like, it's just, it could have been a situation, but sure enough, the fucking thing rode right through it and popped up the other side, and I was so fucking relieved and stoked and like, oh my gosh, dude. It was, it was fucking, it was cool. It was really cool. Uh, you know, just out there taking fucking chances, man. And uh, dude, kept rolling down the fucking road. Now it's getting real fucking, you know, it's not quite dark yet. <clears throat> But I get to like this first little town and I'm thinking that I'm on the outskirts of Santa Teresa because it's now it's, you know, it's fucking people got their headlights on at least. It's almost pretty much dark. And uh, sure enough, I finally get to a spot where I'm like, I'm going to pull over and like look at the map. And I pull my phone out and I'm still like fucking 35 minutes away. I'm like, OK, all right, well, it's all it's all good. I just now I know it. Man, I get to this, I finally get to Santa Teresa on the beach road that's like the road right next to the beach. And I swear, there was so, and there was, and there was a lot of shit going on up until this point. Like people, businesses, houses, bikes out, like chasing bikes down this windy ass fucking road. I literally had a, 
a couple of really, really, really close calls, like very, very close calls. And uh, I get to that beach road, and it's all fucked up. Giant potholes, fucking people everywhere. Tons of girls, dude. I mean, tons of beautiful women. And this thing stretched for like, I don't know, three miles. I probably went down at three miles. And it was just businesses and hotels and houses and people everywhere on foot, on full wheelers, surfboards on every vehicle, like dirt bikes, side by sides. Everything had fucking surfboards. There were surf shops. There was people out, dude, and they were they were ready to turn one on. I mean, it was probably only like 6.30 or 7, and uh, I get down to like, yeah, I probably went three miles, and it started kind of clearing out a little bit. And I'm like, well, fuck. I didn't see a sign. I pull out my phone. At this point, my shit had died. My headphones set, so I pull out my phone. House of Somos is like, one minute up the road, it was like a hundred yards or something. Drive up, bam, right there. Super fucking cool spot. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a really wicked spot. Roll in, they got like a bunch of seating, a bunch of fucking surfboards everywhere. And they got like the reception room is like a surfboard showroom with like, fucking helmets, they had a Bell Moto 3, they had like dirt bike pictures, surfing pictures, there was a bar going, there was like, it's like this Airstream trailer that they turned into the bar fucking kitchen area, and uh, anyways, I'm like, hey dude, I need a fucking room, man, he's like, oh, we're all sold out, I'm like, no fucking way, man, and uh but he's like, man, I got one next door. I'm like, all right, fucking put me up. And uh, it was a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, Costa Rica is not cheap, okay? It's not, honestly, the prices are like, you know, they're kind of like Texas. They're like California. Well, not California. I mean, the prices are high, right? But the stuff's pretty nice. The food's really good. And considering where you're at, like, it doesn't seem that, like, it's not expensive, but it's not like going to Mexico. It's not like you're in Mexico and you can do things really cheap here. It costs money, uh, but it's a very special place. I think the room was, like, fucking 170 or some shit. Anyways, I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, give it to me. I want it right now <laughs> because I just had a hell of a fucking ride and I'm alive. So then we get to talking and he's like, oh yeah, I have like shared rooms because the house of someone is a hostel as well. And I'm like, dude, I would have fucking shared. Ain't nobody going to wake my ass up anyway, you know, but it was too late. And I was already like, dude, you know, I'm going to this fucking room next door. And this place was starting to go off like. Literally go the they were fixing to have a DJ that night. I didn't realize all this exactly. I mean, I knew that that was going to happen, but I didn't know that there was going to be hundreds of people show up at this fucking place. So I went and got settled, and I went back down, and I ordered a fucking spicy margarita, and uh, what did I get to eat? Oh, I got the special. I got a tuna tartare, and it was so fucking good and this was like 
you know, this place is like hip as fuck. You know, it came out on like a piece of wood or a piece of, I don't even know what the fuck it was served on. But that tuna tartare was so goddamn good. And uh, anyways, I sat down there. I bullshit. I met some guy, I guess one of the dudes that, uh, that works there. Uh, I think he's from like Sweden or some shit. He shapes boards. But it's a cool setup, you know, like up above where that room was with the surfboards and the reception desk was a fucking board shaping studio, you know, and they bring in people and do like board shaping residencies, you know, or like just like my friends do with tattoo. They like have friends travel over and do tattoos at their shop. These guys have people come down there to Santa Teresa and shape boards and surf the wave, which I think is so fucking rad. And uh, I look forward to sitting down with Forrest in the future and talking to him. Uh, he's doing some rad things, and uh, House of Somos is definitely a spot you want to check out if you go down there. And it's like, you know, fucking, I don't know, 50 yards from the beach. I woke up early that next morning at like 6 <clears throat> And I know this because nobody serves coffee until 8 o'clock. And I brought my coffee maker, but I didn't have any fucking coffee. So I went on a walk down the beach, and uh, it was pretty amazing that there wasn't anybody out surfing. But that place went, dude, the, my, the, I was at the place next door, and my room was shaking till, I don't know, till late. I mean... Till after I went to sleep, I woke up at one point to drink some water, and the place was still fucking shaking. <clears throat> so they and I, when I went down to smoke a cigarette at like midnight, there was the place was filled with people all the way out into the fucking street. You know, like they were going hard, and there were tons of fucking beautiful girls there. And I don't think anybody was speaking English. I sent my wife a message. I was like, hey. Our kids have got to fucking learn Spanish ASAP. So, 8 o'clock, got some coffee, loaded my shit up. And uh, so the next stretch, so the next stretch was Saturday morning. And originally I was going to take a ferry across the bay just to fucking throw my bike on a ferry and ride it across because I could. But since I didn't need to be at the San Jose service point until Monday, I was like, man, I could go all the way around the bay and I hear that that road's sick and there's like this crocodile river with just tons of fucking crocodiles. So I took off and that's what I was doing. And I ended up, I was on a, a pretty nice paved road for, I guess, all that morning. You know, just cutting up next to the beach and then cutting back into the mounds, cutting up next to the beach and back into the mountains, and I wasn't using my GPS at all. I was just rolling. And then sure enough, that fucking road dead-ended into a fucking ferry that was fixing to leave. And I was like, well, sign from fucking God, man. I, uh, I bought a ticket, put the bike on the ferry. You don't even have to strap it down. Just stick it on the fucking kickstand. And about an hour and a half later, as we... <laughs> You know, you can just see this fucking giant storm cloud sitting over the town of Punta Arenas where we were fixing to arrive. I was like, oh, great. We got there, uh, unloaded, and took off and just immediately headed south. I wanted to kind of like 
stay by the coast to spend the next day uh, or, you know, find a place to stay on the coast that that night and then take a road like through the mountains over to San Jose on Sunday to find a spot by the dealership that night. So I took off south and, uh, dude, it was like a port town, you know, a lot of like ships with fucking cargo containers, 18 wheelers everywhere. Uh, kind of industrial, if you will. But on this road, just south of Punta Varanus, there's like this stretch where there's like a bunch of food cart type deals. Uh, and there was a sign that said Churchill, and a lot of the carts said Churchill. And I thought that maybe like Churchill was the name of that little spot where the food trucks are at. But a lot of them were like sweets. So I stopped at one with, with the most shit around it. And, uh, you know, I asked what Churchill was, and he's like, points at this fucking picture, and it was like this fucked up looking ice cream float type deal. I'm like, yeah, I'll take one. It was so insane. At the bottom of the cup, there was like cherry fucking cotton candy syrup and slushy ice, and then ice cream. And a fuck ton of marshmallows. And uh, and then once you get like, and then on top of that, it had like wiggly worms, sour worms, and a cherry, and like these graham cracker twirly dills. And, that, and I'm eating it, and it's like the most grotesque mixture of sweets I've ever fucking had. But I'm like, you know, I ordered it. I got to eat it. And uh, I mean, I didn't eat the whole thing. But once you get into the ice cream, there's like, like this weird fucking like cracker powder shit in there. I don't know. It was it was crazy. Uh, it, I, yeah, it was. I don't know that I could smoke enough weed for that to be good. But it did start growing on me. And when it started growing on me, I immediately threw it in the trash can. I was like, I cannot accept that I might enjoy this conglomeration of shit here. So I jumped back on the bike, and uh, the next big town was Jaco. And uh, man, this fucking road is like, you know, going into the fucking rainforest and shit, and these mountains. I, I didn't realize Costa Rica was so mountainous. And uh, finally dropped down into Jaco, and there's signs everywhere. Apparently Jaco is like a, a fucking heavily tourist traffic spot. My buddy, uh, he said it was like, it's like the Miami of, of Costa Rica. Now he may be right, I don't know. But I got close to uh, Jaco, stopped for a cold drink, and talked to this guy. And he was like, oh, you need a place to stay. He's like, my father-in-law runs a hotel, man. He can get you in. I can get you in, you know, for a good rate. I'm like, oh yeah, so like a, I'm looking for just like a small hotel. I don't want like, because I could see the fucking sky rises on the beach, you know, like, and I ain't, I'm just not trying to do that. And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a smaller hotel. It's a, it's a full nude. I'm like, oh, really? Hmm. Well, I quit asking questions at that point. And I got on, what was it? Airbnb. That's yeah. I got on Airbnb. Maybe I googled some shit first. I don't know. But Airbnb. I found this house. And like, you know, 
there's a beach on one side of me and then there's mountains on the other side. And like, so I found a house like in those mountains and it was like 68 bucks, right? You know, with all the charges, it ended up being like $96 or something. Anyways, it was down a sweet, what looked to be a sweet, twisty fucking road that I was sure wasn't going to be paved. And, uh, you know, it said it was by like a 100-foot waterfall or a 100-meter waterfall or some shit. So I booked that, pay for it, and, uh, you know, and I take off to go to this spot. And once again, it's getting, you know, getting close to Sunday. Well, no, I think I was kind of early at this point. It wasn't, it wasn't even close. Maybe it was like 4 o'clock. And uh, so I, I put the GPS on. I follow this road. And sure enough, this is a sick fucking road that climbs this fucking mountain. And then all of a sudden, bam, I see where the waterfall should be, except there's no water coming down it, which is crazy because it was wet out. Like, they had gotten rain. And... Uh, when I first pulled up the map and you know asked for directions, it showed me to drive to a certain point and then I had to walk like 200 yards. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look at it and I find another way to get to that same spot but without walking. And sure enough, I get up there and there's this fucking house and it's steep as this fucking driveway. It's, st- it's not even driveway. The road gets steep as fuck and it's got like these two like concrete strips just for like tires of a car. And it's steep as fuck. Like I said, it's it's fucking steep. And I get up there and I like the, the there's a house with a big fence and a big gate and it's got a big backyard and then there's another small house at the top of that. I'm like, oh, that's probably it. So I circle up, I go up there, find a way to turn around barely without dropping my bike because there was no way to enter. So I come back down to that gate hang out there for a second, nobody opens the gate. So I ride back up there and then I see another like driveway entrance, but it just didn't look, it just looked fucked up. Like it just, there was a car there, but it didn't look like it was habited. Or it didn't look, it, it didn't look like a place where somebody was like, hey, this is my Airbnb. You feel, should feel welcome coming in here. So I turned around and went back down to the gate. Well, at this point, dude, who lives within that compound of those two houses, he rolls out with a fucking machete hanging off his hip, you know, not excited that I'm rolling around. He's asking me what the fuck I'm doing. And, you know, I would have done the same thing if I was him. There's some dude riding circles around my fucking yard when you live at the end of a fucking road in the mountains, you know? And I tell him I'm after an Airbnb, and he's like, he didn't, like, get calm. He didn't go, there's no, like, relief. And him go, oh, okay, yeah, that spot. He was. He told me where to go, and was pretty. You know, he was animated. Anyways, I go. I go up there. And I pull down in that unwelcoming driveway, and there's a BMW there. And then I notice that this is the spot from the pictures. And, but there's like, shit everywhere. Like, like somebody was staying there, and. Nobody comes out, you know, given my bike's not real loud, but where we were at, you could fucking hear the bike. But then I hear like a TV on the inside. The door is kind of open. The keys are in the door. I'm like, man, I don't know about this one. Um, you know, and they hadn't, re- I sent three messages at this point. How do I, because it said, contact the host to check in. Anyways, no response whatsoever. 
So I'm like, fuck this. So I roll back down the road and I saw a little uh, surf hostel. And I'm like, well, since I didn't do the hostel at House of Somos, now maybe now's the time to do the surf hostel. So I go down there and I pull up in there. There's like nobody there. Like the place looked open, but there was no cars or nothing. And I'm like, well, that's not a great sign. So from there, I go directly across the main road and down to the beach. And there's like a little public parking beach spot. And I see a couple of what look to be Americans. Cool. I fucking park it. Hear them talking in English. I'm like, sick. Start talking to them and looking at this wave. This wave is fucking gnarly. Like, I mean, throwing a fucking barrel. I mean, and you can just like, when it all curls at once and hits and crashes, you feel like the force and the pressure. And it's crazy because it's not far offshore at all. And the water looks calm. And then all of a sudden these things just come up out of nowhere and fucking curl and crash. And I start talking to these dudes. What? Hmm. Anyways, I start talking to these guys and uh, they were fucking rad. I got people coming up and something weird running out here. What in the fuck? Oh, it's a car. Got some action. Anyways, there's dudes surfing, there's dudes chilling on the beach, cool vibes. A uh, couple of guys pull up. One dude pulls up with a fucking uh, XR400 and he's like from Switzerland or Spain or he's got a heavy accent. We start talking dirt bikes, dude. And this motherfucker was rad. He uh he used to race super motards, super bikes, fucking he said he rode a wheelie 107 miles an hour at one time. Actually a couple of times, but you know that sounds insane. But the way he explained to me everything that went into being able to do that. I don't doubt the guy one fucking bit at all. And he knew his shit. He actually has a van he just got done building. It's sitting in Florida. He's flying there next month. And he said, it's, he said all I got to do is turn the key on and go. And he's got it outfitted and built. And he's going to drive from Florida to Alaska and then Alaska down to uh, Terra del Fuego. And I wish I would have gotten his contact information. But I think... I hope I'm done before he gets there. But anyway, I started talking to this guy. Finally, I asked one of the dudes. I'm like, hey, is there a fucking hotel around here you recommend? And they were like, yeah. Here, meet Brian. And I meet Brian. Brian's got a fucking hotel like one block away from us that is so sick. 50 bucks a night, pool, outdoor kitchen, AC, Wi-Fi, set up. I'm like, dude, no way. So, yeah, that was, that was super rad, you know. I started thinking, like, that's a good way to find a place to stay is, like, find the surf break at a spot. And 
you know, there's going to be fucking people there with the hotel, man. And 50 bucks for this spot. It's called Brisas Del Mar. Oh, Cabinas Del Brisas Del Mar. Cabinas Brisas Del Mar. Fuck, I don't know what the name was. But Brian was super fucking cool. He drove down there 30 years ago and uh, bought a little bitty lot. And now he's bought like four and he's built this fucking sweet setup. I don't know. He's got, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 rooms. The room I was in had two beds and a fucking refrigerator. I mean, it was it was legit. Especially for 50 bucks in one block off the beach, man. Pretty fucking cool. So, anyways, it was it was sweet meeting all those guys. I met some kids from California, from Oregon, I think from Canada. It was uh that's a special fucking spot. And that's in Playa Hermosa. I will be going back to that spot. I would like to serve that wave, man. I went out there the next morning, man. It was, dude, this kid fucking broke his board out there. Like, that's how hard this wave was crashing. It was pretty rad. And uh, so the next morning, I pack up my shit, and I, you know, I, I, I zoom in on the map, and I find a small fucking road to go. What the fuck? Something big just fucking flew on my back. Holy shit. Hmm. Uh, Ruta 301. So I take off that direction. I go a little bit further south, and I start going through like this section of palm trees. <clears throat> like, obviously a palm tree farm, you know, like different squares of different sized palm trees. And it was pretty fucking cool. I kept going, man, I want to like cut off through there. And then sure enough, here comes the road that I'm turning on, and it's like a fucking wooden sign that says Ruta 301. And it points right down the middle of two fucking pastures of. What's uh, up? I don't think he's talking to me. Uh, right down the fucking center of these palm trees and just fucking haul ass. And this road, oh my gosh, 301 from like Playa Hermosa to San Jose was so fucking sick i mean it ended up getting down i mean it was just like a it wasn't even a two-lane road it was like two track through the fucking farm country of these fucking mountains and oh my god going into these little bitty towns took a couple of wrong turns steep ass sections a couple of small river crossings i found like a one of those bridges that it was wide enough for maybe a golf cart and it was, you know, one of those swinging breeze. Oh my! It was just so fucking rad. So fuck. I just, I just couldn't. Like the whole day, I thought I was fucking dreaming going down this road. Like, I thought the road to San Jose wasn't. I don't know. I just wasn't looking forward to going to San Jose. And this road was so badass. And sure enough, I, that road ends. I mean, I. I wish I could do that road justice. Just know if you're in the area, if you're traveling south from San Jose, go down 301. It was fucking beautiful. And it was fucked up in a lot of places. Like when it was paved, the pavement was like only fucking 60% there maybe with just holes and fucking dips. And 
you like in these valleys and then you're up on the fucking tops of these mountains like in the clouds I pulled over at this one spot to like take a, try and take a photo and these guys pulled up in this truck and I'm like uh, you know they just stopped right here by me I'm like this there's nothing no reason these guys should have stopped and sure enough they're like fucking start talking in Spanish and I'm standing underneath a giant mango tree with a bunch of ripe mangoes one dude picks up, picks up a stick Hits the branch and just mangoes just start falling out of the tree. Anyways, one of the dudes took my photo. They gave me a bunch of mangoes and were just super nice. I mean, everybody I've met here has been so fucking cool. I wish that I knew more Spanish to like really communicate with them. You know, like there's no, I'm not really getting any in-depth conversations because I just, I'm not capable of having them, unfortunately. And then... Fucking the road gets nice for a minute. And then there's this fucking beautiful restaurant at the top of this fucking mountain overlooking this fucking like tin valley. I mean, it's unbelievable. And out front, there was nothing but dirt bikes. Like bad ass. Like, there was an XR600, XR400, a WR250 that was so fucking sick. Uh, some KTMs, a couple of Yamahas. DT and an XT, and then uh, and then three dudes pulled up on like in full out, and those were just like a couple of them were set up as supermo tires, a couple of them had like on off road tires that you know they weren't out trail riding, and then three trail riders showed up with like full on dirt bike boots and dirt bike gear on, covered in red mud, like not like mud but like red dirt. You could tell that they'd been ripping and. Uh, Anyways, when I pulled up, I was so stoked to see all those bikes, I literally just dropped my fucking, my Harley Davidson right there in front of all these motherfuckers. And it's an open place, like there's no walls anywhere, so they all fucking saw me do it. I couldn't help but just fucking laugh, dude. None of them came over to help at all. Which, not that I wanted them to, I just thought it was funny because the fucking, one of the employees came out and he wanted to help me and I was just standing there laughing at myself. And he was concerned. Uh, it was pretty funny. But then I kept going. I wanted to, like, ask him what trails they were riding. I was like, oh, that's all I need to do is just get, you know. Yeah, I just didn't need to do that. So I kept going, and the road got, like, the pavement got better as I went along. And uh, then I pull up to this. Oh, then I get to this fucking. I start getting closer to the city. I can tell. There's a lot more businesses, buildings. The road's nice. And it gets fucking twisty as shit. The view's insane, but there's like clouds moving in, weather moving in. And then I see this fucking bar with three Harley Davidsons out front. I'm like, no way. So I pull in there. Obviously, you can tell exactly who's riding the Harley Davidsons. <laughs> the table full of fucking bikers. Fucking covered in leather with all the Harley Davidson gear you could imagine from hats to t shirts to pins to vests to patches to shoes I mean, everything. And uh, <clears throat> I talked to those guys, they've got a club called Damn, this fucking dog called La Legion. And uh, we went from that bar to another bar, it dumped on our bikes. We ate this fucking soup, it was like a menudo type soup, but I don't think it was menudo. Anyways, right before I left, the dude tells me, 
I ask him what he does for work, and he's like the minister of the state, ministry of the state, maybe. He works for the fucking government, and uh, they introduce me to another guy who lives in another town of Panama. I'll be going through in a couple, actually tomorrow, and uh, super nice guys. And super stoked to see that bike and, you know, told me about, you know, their club and how the club's down here. There's no drama. They just all enjoy the, the bike life. The guy's fixing to retire and ride bikes all the time. One of the dudes was actually in fucking Dallas back in December. Showed me some pictures at uh, Black and Gold Harley in Allen. Super cool cats. But anyways, they were trying to get me drunk, so I bailed on them after, as soon as it quit raining, I was like, peace out, fuckers. And I went to the service shop where, the, you know, Harley Davidson spot, it's Sunday night now. So I found that, I found a little bitty hotel <clears throat> right next door. It was like, ended up being a bed and breakfast, but it was a kind of a, you know, it was a weird vibe. It was a really cool spot. And there was a fucking jacuzzi in my room. Whoa. Did you guys hear that? Fucking sounded like it flew off my, like it was on my shoulder and flew away. Uh, I guess it was just a big June bug. But anyways, I stay there, wake up the next morning, show up at the, uh, the Harley spot at 7. Guess what? They don't fucking open at 7. <laughs> They open at nine. So from there, I was like, well, fuck it. I got two hours to kill. I found a uh, computer store that opened up at eight and I needed some more memory cards for my GoPro. So I went there and that ended up being like a, you know, great idea. I got to run with the morning traffic of San Jose and uh, it was actually awesome. You know, like wasn't real congested. I mean, there was some traffic, but it wasn't terrible. And, uh, I get to this computer store. It ended up being like a house in a neighborhood with a sign that said computer something. And sure enough, at 8 o'clock, fucking a light turned on that said Alberto, Alberto. And this lady came to the door and was like, come on in. I walk inside her house and they got a bunch of computer shit and she sold me two memory cards. It's like, this is perfect. So then I rode back to the shop and uh, <clears throat> so the shop, uh, the, the Motor Co., my friends over at Harley-Davidson had sent me some parts that I originally thought I was going to possibly need, right? One of them was a variable valve timing solenoid, which is a pretty fucking tough part to get. And then uh, pieces for my right-hand control, the throttle, because I thought I might have fucked that up because it was acting funny the first couple days. And, uh, and I also needed to do an oil change, so I got to meet... Uh, Juan, who runs that spot, and his head mechanic, Randall. Dude, they fucking rolled me right in there. They let me use a lift. They were trying to let me use their tools. I was like, man, just let me I'll, let me use my stuff in case. That way, if I don't have something, I know what I need to get. And uh, But they were super fucking rad. I mean, they let me do a fucking oil change at their place. And all they did was charge me for three quarts of oil because I brought my own filter. And uh, they gave me the O-ring for the, uh, the plug, even though... The guys at Grand Tinkyton, they sent me one of those, but I sent back the parts they sent me that I didn't need with the specialty tools they sent with my wife along with the O-ring that they sent me. So 
But that worked out good, and uh, yeah, I got a fucking oil change. I got fresh oil. I took off out of there, and you know, it's it's amazing how it keeps getting better. Like to be better than that road three hundred one, I just wouldn't have believed it. Like I wouldn't have, and sure enough, it fucking wasn't. It was just different, but better. Uh, most of today, though, I was on pavement, and it, and it was fucking raining. I climbed this fucking mountain, like, into the clouds, and the next thing you know, that cloud was raining, and I was in it, so it was, like, weird. It wasn't, like, falling on me, and then I started descending a little bit, just, I, just enough to get under the cloud, and it started fucking raining, and it got down to 48 fucking degrees, because I was up there, and uh, finally, I broke out of that storm. And, oh, my gosh, this road. So I was looking up on the Internet where I was going, and there was a turn I was looking for. And at that turn, there was, like, a little pin on the Google map. And I clicked it, and it was, like, you know, it was, like, uh, input from users, I guess. And it was just a picture of this bridge, and it said, bridge to the most prettiest place on the planet. And I'm like, huh. That's cool. I can't wait to see what that looks like. And sure enough, on the way there, I'm like, well, fuck. This is, like, now I'm in, like, the gnarliest fucking rainforest. Like, I've been saying rainforest, but then I realized I was in, now I'm in a fucking rainforest. Like, it is dense and thick of, dense and thick, yeah. Oh, my God, it was fucking beautiful. And this giant fucking river just raging, uh... God, it was fuck. I was like, well, fuck, maybe the bridge to the most beautiful place like is coming up towards me. And then I crossed this bridge, and then sure enough, it wasn't. It was, yeah, I, I don't even know. It was like, ah, riding on the tops of these fucking mountains, looking over at other mountains and hills and valleys, and it's just so green, and there's grass, and there's palm trees, and there's fucking pine, fields of pineapples. I went through like hundreds of acres. I guess the pineapples were before the bridge. Ah, but it was just fucking unreal. Now I wanted to get to uh, this little town right before the Panamanian border, which is still like an hour away. So I didn't quite get to that town, but I come, and, and there wasn't very many houses for like the last couple of hours. And I start seeing more houses. And then I come over, I crest this one, and I just see these giant fucking trees and like nice fucking houses. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking beautiful. And then bam, there's like this little bitty restaurant and bar. And there's like underneath their sign, it says Cabinas. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how much a cabina costs in this fucking beautiful area. Pull in there, and it was like fucking $35. I got my own fucking cabin and, um, and had dinner. And now I'm talking to you guys. Uh, what a fucking... Cr- you know what's crazy is like riding through these fucking mounds in these beautiful places, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a full-size fucking soccer field. It doesn't have any marks on it or nothing. It doesn't even have like a border. It's just like perfectly manicured 
green soccer field with two goals on either side. Sometimes they have a net, sometimes they don't. I, and I did drive by one yesterday where they were actually playing soccer. It was on Sunday, and it was pretty fucking cool. I also found this restaurant called Var Vera's, V-A-R-U. Oh, it was fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Costa Rica. I uh, so... This, you know, I've spent more time in Costa Rica than I have in any of the other countries that I've been through, and I, I, I am going to have to bring people back here. Like, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to curate something with my friends and do some kind of ride, and then maybe, maybe one day it'll grow to where I'm capable of doing, like, a fucking Costa Rican tour. Uh, it, I don't think it could be cheap, because it's not cheap down here. I think, you know... I mean, I guess it could be if I like had more time to go look around and find places like this one right here. Uh, but I mean, when I say it's not going to be cheap, I mean like it's not going to be like you could do it cheaper in Mexico and other places. But to go to the fucking sweet spots and get some bike, the first goal is I got to figure out how to get bikes, right? I got to figure out how to get a fleet of bikes so that we can just fly down here and take off and go ride for fucking seven days or something. But I think that's feasible to like fly down, you know, Friday or Saturday, Friday evening or Saturday, you know, you can, so that you can only take off a week. Fly down Saturday morning and then maybe fly back Saturday morning. That way you got Sunday to regroup. So you could do like Sunday through Friday riding. I don't know, I'm gonna look into it because I would love to share this place with some people. And, uh, and come back on a regular basis. So maybe I'll see what I can do to make that happen. It, uh, it'd be pretty fucking cool. So right now it is, what is it, Sunday night? <clears throat> no, it's Monday night. Monday night. And yeah, I'll be seeing Rob in a couple of days. I got a podcast that I'll probably put out this week with Jeremiah, and I'll put out this one, and man, god damn, it's amazing where I'm at right now, thank you guys, thanks for all the support, can't do without all you guys listening to me talk about it, because I got to tell somebody about it, right, and uh, I can't wait to get this fucking Pan America down the Pan America Highway some more, we'll talk soon. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Just for the record, my ankle feels fine, but it was fucked up, dude. I hate flip-flops. I, I just left them behind. They were, dude, one of them looked like it was, dude, it was just fucked. It was broke. It was covered in mud. I'm obviously a jackass. Uh, but it's all good. It's a little swollen, you know? Just push on down. I mean, uh, nothing's going to stop this momentum right now. It's just not happening. Uh, let me know what you think about that recap. I've been getting a lot of good um, feedback from the solo shows. You know, they're, you know, it's not, I'm out of my comfort zone doing them, just rambling on for an hour. Uh, I feel like I waited too long to do that one, so I'll try and do them more often. I'm going to get Rob Rouser. He's already on it. He's like, dude, I'm going to ask you the questions this podcast, which I try to tell all the guests that it's supposed to go both ways. We can both ask each other questions. It's not a one-sided interview but uh anyways i'm gonna get back to it i'm gonna fucking 
enjoy this night here and get ready. I got some random rows I'm going to take tomorrow, so hopefully that all goes well. Talk to you soon. Bye.